Valentine's Day is coming up, and AdamandEve.com has a sex toy to match every personality. Are you an anime dork? Why not get your kawaii chibi chibi, the crystal heart of glass dildo? This sensual glass wand with its stunning pink heart on the top evokes images of the pretty guardian herself, Sailor Moon, wielding a girthy, shiny fuckstick. Pussy crisis dildo make up! Maybe the lady in your life is opinionated, hard to please, in particular about the foreign objects that she crams up her baby chute. May I suggest the all-American Whopper dildo? Your woman will appreciate the options of a bendable, vibrating dong. Just like the Burger King Whopper, she can have it her way. Unlike a hamburger, though, this Whopper can be positioned for... Maximum T-Spot Stimulation! These are just two items in Adam and Eve's vast catalog of nearly 20,000 sex products. What if I told you you could purchase almost anything they offer and receive 50% off? It's true. Just remember to use promo code FREAK at checkout. F-R-E-A-K. Not only do you get 50% off of one item, you'll also get a free Valentine's Day lover's kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. The lover's kit also includes six free movies for your viewing pleasure, plus free shipping. That's a lot of Valentine's Day stuff. Just remember to head on over to adamandeve.com and use coupon code FREAK. R-E-A-K. That's promo code FREAK at adamandeve.com. Hey, Freaks, it's Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. Coming up on the program today, finger-busting your penis containment unit. Plus, line musicians complaining to Jesus. The Mona Lisa gets clam chowdered in the face. And masturbating with a vegetable peeler. All this was your voicemails today. Sex with my miniature stallion. It's Sextastic Tuesday. Suck a little dick. Fuck a little crack. I feel it in my fucking cunt. My cunt is fucking hurting. Shit it out, whore. Shit it out. I like to suck on him orally. You clam down on that goddamn dick! And you bite it all! A mouth full of sperm. And a rectum full of sperm. Such a sweet rectum. Yes, yes! Mmm, sexy time. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Hansen. Back here with you for your Tuesday episode of DB. Have a great one for you. And yes, we're doing a brand new installment of Sextastic Tuesday. It's been a long time since we've done one of these over here on the free side. New listeners of the program might not even know what the bit is, but we'll get into that in just a moment. First, though, let me just ask, uh, did you guys see the new trailer for Ghostbusters Frozen Empire? Just came out yesterday. I gotta say, I'm way more excited about this movie than the last one. 
Ghostbusters Afterlife, which was good. Don't get me wrong. But the thing that I like about Ghostbusters, and I was a huge Ghostbusters fan uh, when I was a little kid. I had all the toys. I had the trap, the proton pack. I dressed up, you know, like as a Ghostbuster for Halloween, the original movies, and uh, more importantly, I think the cartoons. Those, those were really my jam growing up. And I like the idea, like the Ghostbusters I remember and love is like, you know, they're in the firehouse and they're just, you know, fighting ghosts every week. I understand, you know, this last movie they had to introduce all the new characters, the next generation of Ghostbusters, explain what happened to Egon because he's dead. It didn't take place in New York City. It was out in fucking bumfuck wherever. It was fine. But the the, the exciting thing about the new movie is it's kind of like, All that backstory crap, all that catching us up, it's all done. And now they can progress the story and introduce new ghosts and stuff, which is very cool. I'm looking forward to it. The trailer looks awesome. What I would really love, ultimately, more than a movie, would be a live-action TV show. It just seems utterly doable. There's 18,000 streaming services. Someone should be willing to pony up the cash. And it should just be like every week there's a new ghost, right? Like the X-Files or something, or, you know, the, the, or the real Ghostbusters cartoon. That would be awesome. Make that happen, please. Thank you. I command it. Well, in honor of this hype and excitement for the new Ghostbusters movie, I went searching for some erotic Ghostbusters fanfic. And boy, is there a lot of it out there. Yes, that's the theme of today's Sextastic Tuesday. What can I say? Bustin' makes me feel good. For those of you new to the program, Sextastic Tuesday is a dumb bit where I try to find poorly written, weird, or just disgusting pieces of erotica. You know, sex stories. Now, when this smut was written, the author's goal was to get you off, right? They want you to read this get hard, get excited, get wet, what have you, and then start rubbing one out. These stories, though, miss the mark in a big, big way. If you do get aroused by the contents of this story, uh, well, there's something wrong with you. You're not well, and intensive psychiatric care is probably in the cards for you. You can deal with that on another day, though, because right now we've got to get into today's story. Oh, mama. It's Sextastic Tuesday uh, on Distorted View. Now, this story involves the uh, the original Ghostbusters. I don't think the secretary Janine is in this, nor do I think Sigourney Weaver's character of Dana is in it. So do the math. There's probably going to be some gay shit going on. Or it could be a ghost. A succubus could rape Peter Venkman. Who knows? Let's find out together in this story. While Egon is away. Dr. Ray Stance is a trans man. All right, so this story is not afraid to retcon some of the characters. I'm surprised they didn't try to pull this with one of the new movies. You gotta have a trans Ghostbuster and an Asian Ghostbuster. Hey, I have a question. (laughs) This has nothing to do with the sex story or anything. I just thought of this. How come... Some of the ghosts in Ghostbusters are, like, still in a human form. Like the librarian, you know, at the start of the movie. But then some ghosts, like Slimer, they're just, like, blobs. And others are just mo- are monsters. What's up with that? Do they get to pick their shape or something? I'll try to read up on that later and get you an answer. 
Where's my copy of Tobin's spirit guide, right? There's a deep cut for you. Uh, Dr. Ray Stance is a trans man. He transitioned socially almost 20 years ago, changed his hair, clothes, and legal name at the start of college. 16 years ago in grad school, he had chest tissue removal surgery. He's been out living as a man a long time. Wow, if the thought of an all-girls Ghostbuster movie infuriated you, y'all must be having a meltdown right about now. I'm sorry. We're going to get through this together. All right. Now, after years on a waiting list, he's finally found the right doctor and been prescribed hormones to help him medically transition. It's like going through a second puberty in his late 30s. But Ray is determined to get through the adjustment period. Egon, predictably, has been very supportive through the whole experience. Many things have changed for Ray since starting testosterone. His beard is filling out, and his chest has become sprinkled with scratchy, wonderful hair. He feels stronger, more energized, more himself. But Ray is horny. Constantly horny. With the new sensation from bottom growth and all the hormones coursing through him, Ray is insatiably, ravenously horny as hell. There's no use calling it something more polite than that. He needs Egon all period, the period, time, period. Ray wakes up in the morning, already wet, clit, swollen, and throbbing. He can't fall asleep at night unless Egon comes to bed with him for at least a little while. He pounces on him in the shower. If they go out on a two-man call, just Egon and Ray, he'll find a quiet spot in the park on the way home and fuck Egon's brains out. Egon has a lot of brains, but Ray is very thorough. Trouble is brewing, though. Egon has to go out of town for two weeks. He's been asked to be a guest lecturer at a prestigious parapsychology institute in Europe. He'd agreed to it last year before Ray even started his shots. But now the commitment can wait no longer. He doesn't want to leave Ray at a time like this, but it would risk his professional reputation and funding if Egon didn't go as he'd promised. All right, so Egon leaves. Day one, Ray is not fine. He's trying everything to keep his mind preoccupied. Organizing the tool chest. Walked to get some new comics. Put his favorite comfort movie in the VCR. Called a friend from his trans support group. I don't know what to do with myself. My pants are constantly sopping wet. I'm pawing at my cunt. I'm not just horned up. I'm like one of those vicious, sexually frustrated monkeys. Honey, you need to calm down. I was dry humping the containment unit last night. Isn't that where they store all them spooks and ghosts? Yeah. Inspectors and demons and poltergeists. Yeah, yeah. That thing uses so much electricity and gets so hot. I was brushing my engorged clit up against it. Honey, I don't think that's a wise move. Don't that thing produce a lot of radiation? Not as much as my pussy was radiating. I need dick. The second day, he looked tired. He hadn't slept much. The third day, he was just full-on bitchy. How you doing today, big guy? I just thought I'd check in with you. I don't need a check-in. I need a dick-in. A dick-in this twat. Honey, you're supposed to be talking like a man. You're on that testosterone Oh, I don't even give a fuck anymore. I'm on male hormones. I've got this angry cunt. I don't know what the hell's going on over here. Honey, we just need to take this one day at a time. Oh, shut up, Pat. I'm not a goddamn drug addict. I'm just a man with a cunt and needs. So if you're not going to get over here and lap up this 
pussy. I don't want to hear from you. Leave me the fuck alone. The fourth day, he didn't get up at all. After a while, Venkman goes up to their sleeping quarters and finds Ray curled up on the side of the bed. Not his bed. Egon's bed. Hugging Egon's pillow. Hey, buddy. Peter greets him. Ray doesn't look up. Just groans in response. Are you feeling okay? Venkman asks. I wish Egon was here. Longing in his voice. You don't look so good. Can I feel your forehead? You look overheated. I am overheated. Don't you dare touch me or my pussy's gonna pop. Come on, bub. Shove over. Venkman plops down on the bed. I'm coming in for a cuddle. Peter laid down, assuming the big spoon position behind Ray. Ray's body goes from stiff and restless to relaxed and easy within seconds. 30 minutes into cuddles, two things are apparent to Venkman. One, Ray has fallen asleep. Poor guy was exhausted. Probably hasn't slept in days, after all. Thing number two, uh, Venkman is the horny one. There's been a lust transference. He can't stop thinking about that round, ripe peach of a rump softly pressed against Peter's groin. In a moment of clarity, Venkman thinks he better get up and leave, but Ray's arm reaches back and grabs Peter's thigh hard. No! Don't you dare leave! Daddy has a hungry gash! He feels Ray push his hips back into Peter's erection. Touch my body, Pete! Venkman reaches around Ray's middle and slides his hand beneath the waistband of Ray's sweats and boxer shorts down to his slick, swollen, hungry vulva. Ray requires no warming up. Peter slides two fingers into Ray's front hole. Ray clamps down on them, gasping. Peter draws them out slowly and pushes them back in. Ray's hips pump, and Peter lets him set the pace. Let's him fuck himself on Peter's fingers. Ray grinds his ass back into Venkman's hard-on while Venkman fingers him. Venkman pulls his finger out and slides them up to Ray's engorged clit. You know, my problem with this story is the characters aren't acting like their characters, right? I don't see Peter Venkman as the big spooning kind of guy, being all sweet and caressing and carefully fingering his best friend. Shouldn't he be making some sarcastic comments? Also, this is the Ghostbusters. Why not introduce some slime into their sex play? Straddle that proton gun. The one thing I can kind of buy is race dance being trans. I don't know. Out of all the Ghostbusters, yeah, he's probably the one that would be non-binary. Anyway, finishing up with the sex here, Vankman's erection is now perfectly lined up with the cleft of Ray's thick ass. That I could see. Ray having a real massive dumper there, uh, which rocks against him in time with Venkman's finger in his cunt. Ray's sounds grow louder and louder, his hips thrust more urgent. Venkman kisses his neck and slides a third finger in Ray's tight hole. Ray makes an enthusiastic sound of appreciation. Ray is tight and hot around his fingers. Ew. Unbelievably wet. His own ectoplasm coats Venkman's fingers, making it incredibly easy to slide in and out, in and out. Venkman changes the angle of his hand slightly, lets the underside of his wrist and the base of his hand make gentle contact with Ray's tender clitoris, just barely grazing Ray's juicy cunt. Why aren't we describing Ray's pussy like it's chicken? 
juicy and tender, succulent, all white meat. Venkman licks Ray's earlobe and rubs himself against his ass, helping Ray ride his hand to a leg-shaking earthquake of a climax. Ray's body spasms around Peter's finger, and he cries out, Peter! As he comes hard, and Peter's own body releases right into his pants, on cue. Venkman was just dry-humping him the entire time? Well, that's kind of a letdown. I mean, I guess Peter Venkman was just trying to be a good friend to Egon. After all, Ray is his bitch. Peter didn't want to violate some sort of bro code. Anyway, the rest of the story is them snuggling, and that's just not what Sextastic Tuesday is all about. So we're going to end it right there. Nice, short, and sweet. Once again, today's Sextastic Tuesday is brought to you by our great friends over there at AdamandEve.com. You heard me talk about it at the top of the show. Valentine's Day is coming up. Make sure to use promo code FREAK, F-R-E-A-K, and nab 50% off just about any item. Plus, a Valentine's Day lover's kit and six free movies and free shipping. Again, adamandeve.com. Use promo code FREAK, F-R-E-A-K. All right, let's move on. Yesterday on the Sideshow exclusive podcast, we are playing some inmate personal ads. That's a thing that's happening now, uh, specifically from Idaho. And I've already received a few emails from you guys saying that uh, you loved hearing those ads and you want more. I'm looking to see if other states also post video personal ads for inmates. So in the coming days, we'll do more. I do have one that I want to share with you, one that I ran across. This will give uh, you freaks over here on the free side an idea of what was going on yesterday. I've been laying pipe for years. Uh, (laughs) I like fat bitches, fast cars, and tattoos. Anything else, probably ain't for you. This man knows what he likes. I I guess I have to mention that these are 100% real. His greeting was literally, I love to lay pipe. You know what? I bet you his inbox will be flooded. Oh, let's do one more. Friends call me Mundo. I'm 34 years old, and I'm into pretty untrustworthy girls. I got a thing for them. If you ever been called trash, that's my kind of treasure. If you ever been called a hoe, you ain't. People just jealous of you because they ain't out there living their life. Anyways, you got daddy issues. Hit me up. You better believe I hit him up. There, You know, on all of these ads, there's a bunch of comments like, I can fix him. Why do I always fall for bad boys? Although my favorite comment was, uh, I love a man that lives (laughs) in a gated community. (laughs) Again, these are all on TikTok, so go wild, freak. Send me the best ones you can find. Speaking of prison, last week on the show, oh, a bombshell. Grant McDonald of Ram Ranch fame. Ford Raptor trucks, helicopters landed. Ram Ranch is under siege. Under lockdown, U.S. Marines are going to fuck Ram Ranch cowboy butts. Looking for Prince Harry? Going to fuck Prince Harry's butt. Yeah, Graham McDonald had a very strange obsession with Prince Harry. Really wanted to fuck Prince Harry. That, by the way, is from the second most popular Ram Ranch edition, Ram Ranch 7. Coming in at number three on the Billboard Fag 100 is Ram Ranch 85. That has over 600,000 views. And I, and I thought to myself before I played it, what makes Ram Ranch 85 any different than, than the other Ram Ranches? They all sound the same, really. Why isn't Ram Ranch 37 in the top three? Well, here's Ram Ranch 85. I think I may know the reason why it's popular. 
yo, what do we have here? A huge spacecraft pulling up to the Cox ship? Yo, what are those letters I see? N-I-G-G-A-S dot X-X-X? A huge spacecraft filled with niggas? Oh, fuck. Forty naked niggas? It's like, what's more offensive than a white guy saying the N-word? How about a white Canadian saying the N-word? It just sounds so, like, derogatory. You know what I mean? Like, somehow it sounds worse than when Americans say the N-word. And I know it's not a hard R, but still. Coming oh, aboard the cock ship, yeah. huge herd, yeah. throbbing, 12-inch cocks, herd as rocks. Gonna fucking, fucking, fucking rod boys. Yo, Graham Ridge Cowboys. Oh, rodeo boys. I'm gonna be fucked, fucked, huge herd, nigga cocks. You get the idea. That's currently sitting at uh, the number three most popular Grant McDonald song. Now, as I reported last week, Grant McDonald was arrested, just like in Ram Ranch 7. Ram Ranch was under siege. This all had to do with the object of Grant's affection, Sean Driscoll. All I knew at the time was that there was a bunch of music that Grant McDonald made with the name Sean Driscoll in the title. So he sang about, well, you know, talked about Sean in these tracks. Sean's voice also appears in many tracks. Ultimately, there's a cease and desist letter. And then last week, police arrived at Ram Ranch and arrested Grant. And I was more than a little curious, clamoring for additional details. Well, I have those details now, thanks to Uncanny Squeezits. He or she posted a compilation video here. This is mainly text from a variety of sources, but it certainly does paint a clearer picture. Grant McDonald, the creator of Ram Ranch, has been in an incestuous relationship with his nephew, Sean Driscoll. We knew that. What I didn't know was that Sean Driscoll is a 35-year-old progressive conservative party politician in Canada. He's a politician. Why would he appear in the Ram Ranch series? He was paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, that's why. By Grant to send porn of himself to him, as well as being gifted a C7 Corvette Stingray. Damn, Grant is very generous and apparently wealthy. I would be tempted to send him some nudes in exchange for a Corvette. I do not blame Sean at all so far. By the way, obviously, because Sean is a politician, there are pictures of him on Google Images. I'll provide a link on the show notes today to this video on YouTube so you can see this all for yourself. It's interesting because, all right, maybe there's another Sean Driscoll, right? The the Sean Driscoll that Grant is talking about is not the politician. Ha ha, but we've got some photos that link the two together. I love when the internet does investigative research on something so stupid. There's a photo of Sean in a kitchen, right? It's supposedly Grant McDonald's kitchen. And the reason why we know it's Grant McDonald's kitchen is because on top of the cabinets... There's a row of CDs or DVDs that are obviously Grant McDonald music or movies or something, including one that reads Sean, six disc set directed by Grant McDonald. All of them have half naked or more than half naked dudes on the cover. It's pretty clear it's Grant's kitchen. The accusation is that uh, Grant bribes Sean to make him porn. There's also texts that confirm that the Corvette was transferred to Sean. That was posted by Grant McDonald. Also pictures of the Corvette. 
Grant posted nude photos of Sean on the internet, and that's when Sean got really upset and started the legal proceedings. Grant, realizing that he was fucked, set up a GoFundMe account, almost like a legal fund. He was trying to, you know, raise money to get out of this sticky situation, hoping his fans would uh, would donate, right? Well, someone did donate money, but they did it under the name of Sean Driscoll as a joke. Grant thought that that was the real Sean Driscoll and started messaging him. Again, it's not the real Sean Driscoll. It's just a troll on the internet. So Grant sent stuff like, I have nothing, Sean. A reverse mortgage on a condo for $415,000. I can barely make payments on the car. If I am rearrested again and thrown into jail like an animal, the Corvette gets repossessed. It's trying to make Sean think, like, look, who's going to make your car payments if I'm in jail, right? You can tell your lawyer that since the Ram Ranch site is cleaned up of your items and I agree to keep up the Corvette payments, that you're willing to do what is necessary to bring a peaceful resolution to this situation, which apparently Sean wasn't. I guess it's futile trying to resolve this with dignity. Repossession is inevitable. Again, trying to scare Sean with repossessing the Corvette. Another message where he just begs Sean to drop the charges. I'm so sorry, Sean. I just wanted you to be the rap god dot XXX. I do not have lots of money. I'm lucky to make my visa payments. As of right now, we don't know where Grant is at. He was taken in by the police on uh, the 21st of January. And that's pretty much it. That brings us all up to speed. And we've got some backstory. Now we just sit and wait for new developments. You know, at first I was afraid and sad that we might not get any more Ram Ranch installments. But then again, we already have over 700 of them. I think we've listened to maybe five over the years. Sailor Boys. Fucking, fucking, fucking show the Cowboy Sean. Yeah. Oh, again, references to Sean. This was this was posted this year, by the way. 2024. Ram Ranch 759, right before his arrest. Stick with Distorted View. Any new updates, I will bring it to you first. Moving on now. Someone who needs to be arrested is this fucking First Amendment auditor. I'm pretty sure we've featured him before, and I get it. It's fun, you know, antagonizing post office workers or Department of Motor Vehicle employees or whatever, you know, filming them. They get all frazzled. I think we can all agree this time he does cross the line because he tries to bum rush an elementary school. And security guards and police and administration, they get pretty antsy when random weirdos try to enter the school, right? There's been enough shootings and massacres to um, cause an alarm, at least, right? So here we go. Show your ID to the camera. You cannot get into this building unless you show your ID. We need your ID. Show me the state statute where it says You're that. not getting into this building until we see your ID. Right now, and you're what, a threat. I don't know who you are. Right now, you're a threat, and you're not getting into I'm a school. threat with a camera? Yeah, I guess so. Wow. My job is to protect these kids, and that's what I'm doing. I don't know who you're you protecting are. them from that's, a camera and I from guess so. a. Well, from an unknown potential threat, yeah. I mean, there are laws against this, right? I mean, I understand a public school is public, right? It's right in the name, but there's got to be some safety measures when little kids are involved. I don't, I don't know who you are. I have you don't need to know. It's none of your business. All right. This guy really thinks he's doing something here. A real service. You're telling me that the school district's not in my business? You never really see who this guy is. He sounds old, though, right? Like, he's got nothing else to do with his time. 
This is why I firmly believe the age of retirement needs to be much, much older. He should not be collecting any sort of pension or retirement right now. He needs to be doing something productive. Hey, sir, if you could step over here with me. No, I'm good. I'm good right here. I'm good. I'm good. You want to be in the shade? We're in the shade. Well, there's shade right here, but I want... Yeah, I'm good right here. Listen. I'm not blocking any doors. Like I told you, I don't know you from that telephone pole, and you're at an elementary school right now, okay? Yeah, that's legal. And we are going to have a conversation over here about what it is we're going to do so we can remedy the problem. I'm in contact with the principal. Are you forcing me to move? Is that a lawful order? cop knows exactly what type of douche he's dealing with. He's just rolling his eyes. Did you hear me ask you to come yes, over there? Yes, you asked okay. me. Thank I you. I'm politely denying your request. Okay. Thank you, so sir. So we'll sit right here until it gets resolved. Okay. Well, they've already denied it, so that's one thing. Well, okay, well you, what do you want to happen then? You've denied the access. I mean, it's obvious this is the reaction he's looking for. He's getting content for, you know, whatever YouTube channel he has. Maybe he's hoping they'll use force so he can sue or something. Do you have children that attend here? That's nope. none of your business. It is my business. Is it? Why is that your business? Why is that your business? His voice is driving me crazy. It's that old man, high pitched and cracking. That's none of your business. It is my business. Is it? Why is that your business? Is it? I bet this is what Mead Skelton is going to sound like when he's in his 70s. He's already got the, yeah, lose a little more testosterone and that voice goes up higher. Yeah. Then lose even more testosterone. You get that old person voice cracking going. Yeah. I ain't bothering nobody. What business do what's you your, what's your name? Sergeant David Brown. Uh, badge number. Four. I don't four. have a badge number. My ID's number four. Thank you. So let me ask you this. So you want to be confrontational what is being confrontational i would explain to them talk to them i haven't i'm not talking to them i'm talking to you sir i'm not talking to you i talk to them i have no obligation to talk every step of the way it's you know it's a problem fucking creep with his shaky ass elderly voice the fuck out of here uh real quick before we get into the news we have talked a lot about uh old-timey music here on the podcast featured a bunch of it too In the 50s and 60s, there was a lot of strange gospel music being pressed on vinyl. A lot of these uh, album covers have gone somewhat viral or been uh, turned into memes and stuff. So you may have seen some of these funny record sleeves floating around, uh, like Freddie Gage's album titled All My Friends Are Dead. That sounds like it's going to be void of any upbeat songs. That was another big thing when it came to gospel music. Just a lot of depressing downer type music. Use me, Jesus. Let me touch him. Sounds of his coming. Just a lot of poorly worded Christian albums, which are all real, by the way. Uh, A lot of Christian ventriloquist music. Here's Gary Bradford. His album, I'm Not Handicapped, Just Inconvenienced. Gary suffered from phocomelia, I think, uh, that can result in abnormalities to the face, limbs, ears, nose, vessels, and many other parts of the body. So, you know, he was just mangled from head to toe. Also popular during that time were the uh, blind Christian acts, such as the trio, the Braillettes. Interestingly, only two of the Braillettes were blind which actually probably came in very handy. You have at least one person who can see where the hell they're going. She's obviously the leader, right? Literally. When they're doing live performances, I bet you she's the the first one out on stage, making sure there's no steps or heavy cords to trip on, which can be very problematic for the blinds. 
The group I have for you today is also a blind act. They are sisters. They actually call themselves Judy and Barbara, the Blind Sly Twins. Here's a little bit of their song, It's Me Again, Lord. Problems come and I can't find an answer. Not three seconds into the song, they're already complaining. Lonely nights I spend in agony. Not ten seconds into the song, the word agony is uttered. These are some bitter, bitter blind twins. I have no other friend that I can turn to. Okay, now you guys are just laying it on a little thick. At least you have each other. So here I am, Lord, begging on my knees. Kill me, please. Oh, Lord, won't you kill me, please? Put me out of my misery. Oh, Lord, kill me, please. It's me again, Lord. I've got a prayer that needs an answer. Don't you dare ask for your sight. God is not going to make you. Holy shit. Okay, freaks. I swear to God, I did not plan this, right? While I was playing this music, I thought, you know what? I'm going to look up to see if there's any other blind sly twin songs that might be funny that I can play next, right? So I just searched for blind sly twins, and the very first thing that popped up was this. Hi, everyone. It's Meet Skelton with another vlog chat for you. I'd like to share a musical memory that uh, is sort of exciting for me when I think about it, uh, how I got to meet a... uh, very well-known singing duo called the Blind Slide Twins. This is like if a normal person met Taylor Swift. This is how excited Meat is. Uh, the Blind Slide Twins are kind of legends in Virginia gospel music. Okay, that makes sense. I was confused when Mead said at the very start of his video that this is a very well-known group right up there with you 2 and Laura Branigan. <laughs> and so... It's like they're well-known if you were raised Pentecostal in Virginia. Music. And so uh, it was really exciting to meet with them and sing with them. So actually... Oh, my God, please. I hope there's uh, some audio of Mead singing along with them. Uh, in a distant galaxy far, far away, actually 2007-ish, um, I started performing a lot at this place called The Little Grill Collective in Harrisonburg, Virginia. And lo and behold, the blind slide twins were waitressing there they served me my flapjacks yeah it apparently takes two blind servers to do the job of one waitress with full use of her eyes one of the sly sisters held the tray full of food and the other sly sister held her hand out to feel around the restaurant it was such a hoot to see her flailing around smacking her arm down real hard trying to locate the table She must have tried delivering my flapjacks to five or six other people before she finally found me. Anyway, I'm not going to play Mead rambling on here, but he met a guy who was related to the Sly Twins and got to perform with them. And they sang harmony with me, and it was just the most incredible experience. Uh, It was so neat. It's like we had been singing together for years. The fact that they could pick up the melody so easily, you know, I think they had perfect pitch. I don't know if they're still alive, but I would love if Mead could reach out to these two and maybe get them to harmonize on an updated version of Pervert Marriage or that uh, Black Lives Splatter song that he does. By the way, at the time when uh, Mead performed with the Sly Twins, 
his big number, right? The, the song that everybody loved was, um, what was the title, Mead? The people requested songs like They Call Me Porker. They Call Me Porker. I don't know if I've ever heard that Meat Skelton song, but I'm already loving it. I'm sorry. I have to play a little bit of this. I was a big old kid, leaving bigger dreams, but I had a thing for crispy greens. Hey, Porker. This is all about how kids made fun of him because he's fat, I guess. Hey, Parker, <laughs> they kept saying, no, I wasn't very small. This might actually make my top three Mead songs. Right after, of course, Pervert Marriage, Black Lives Matter, and then They Called Me Porker. There was no room for porkers like me. <laughs> said that Mead started off so strong, right? All of his old music is great. It's really been downhill since 2008 for him, though. I feel like he's in a creative lull. Write more music about being fat and racist and homophobic and stuff. That's what the people want to hear. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. And I fucked up those. Right up. lots of fun over there on the sideshow now three times a week if you want to get those sideshow exclusive episodes you know what to do sign up right now so you don't miss a thing superfreaksideshow.com memberships are very inexpensive only six dollars and 99 cents a month even less when you opt for a quarterly semi-annual yearly or lifetime membership in addition to signing up at the website if you happen to use spotify or apple Podcasts to listen uh you can now sign up for sideshow access right inside those apps just a few taps. You'll see the link where you can you know, sign up for Sideshow Access. When you go that route, uh, all of the exclusive shows will appear right alongside the free episodes in your feed there. For more information on all the ways to get Sideshow Access, check out SuperFreakSideshow.com and, of course, DistortedView.com. One final way to help support the program, because I do, believe it or not, podcast for a living and rely on you freaks to not starve. Uh, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distorted view, just another way uh, to help support the program. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. If you pledge at least five, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. All right, three very quick stories now. First up, oh no, a work of art has been souped. Yes, the Mona Lisa has been turned into cream of Mona Lisa. I'm sorry. Sometimes I laugh at how dumb I am. Uh, at the Louvre mu- uh, Museum, activists from the French environmental group Repost Alimentaire or something were recorded dousing the Mona Lisa with soup. I need details. Was it hot soup? Was it a gazpacho? Noodle-based? Broth? Cream? What are we talking here? Was it a stew? Oh, God, I hope it wasn't a stew. That's really going to stain. I know technically chili isn't a soup, but that, you know, that could cause even more problems. That's like the messiest of soups. Well, I don't even know if they eat chili in France. Let's read on. Videos circulating on social media depict the duo spraying the protective glass. Ow. So it didn't really hurt the painting. Yeah, these museums... They're on to what you fucking activists are up to. There's protective glass and stuff over all priceless works of art. That being said, you're still going to get splatter on the walls. That's going to have to be cleaned, maybe repainted. You know, it's still a pain in the ass. You guys are just dicks. Videos circulating on social media depict the duo spraying the protective glass of Leonardo da Vinci's iconic painting with canned soup. 
declaring their demonstration a call for healthy and sustainable food. I feel like you are kind of diminishing the importance of your message when you yourself are just wasting food. Throwing cans on Mona Lisa. Uh, Museum personnel were seen swiftly responding, shielding the artwork, which has resided in the Louvre since 1804 and has been safeguarded by glass since the 1950s due to prior vandalism. Yeah, you aren't trying anything new here. We've all seen this movie before. In 2005, the museum fortified the painting's protection with armored glass. The environmental group identifies itself as a movement striving for profound societal transformations regarding climate and social issues. This is not the first instance of climate activists targeting the Mona Lisa. Back in May of 2022, just a few years ago, an individual disguised in feigning disability flung cake at the artwork. Unfortunately for them, they were unable to penetrate its protective barrier while urging onlookers to consider environmental destruction. The Mona Lisa's history is marked by notable incidents, including its infamous theft in 1911. It took two years and a botched attempt to repatriate the painting to Italy for the thief to be apprehended. The Louvre confirmed today's incident, stating that the Mona Lisa remained unharmed thanks to its armored glass. Following the soup attack... The museum security promptly intervened, leading to a brief evacuation and a closure. You know, they had to clean up all the soup. Uh, it reopened after an hour of cleaning. The museum announced its intent to file a complaint against the activists. Like, they give a fucking shit. You go ahead and write that strongly worded letter to the environmental activists. It is kind of misguided. Like, why are you trying to ruin art with food? Besides, you've done that before, right? A couple years ago, you tried it with cake. No one paid any attention. I mean, of course, there were news stories and stuff about it, but there there was no real change when it comes to sustainable food. You're accomplishing nothing. Your big idea is to try the same thing two years later with some Campbell's wild mushroom soup. Maybe now people will pay attention. Well, I do love a good soup. All right, uh, second story we have for you today. This one just happens to come from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Florida. Almost fucked up state. If you are in your cars right now listening to this podcast, there is not a police car chasing you. That siren is just part of the sound effect. It's, it fucks me up every time. I hate when I'm listening to the radio and there's a commercial on and there's police sirens. Freaks me the fuck out. Usually when I play this uh, stinger or whatever, I'll cut it off just as it's starting to do the, uh, the, the cop siren thing. Because I care, you know. I want to look out, look out for you, freaks. I don't want to annoy you. Well, I do want to annoy you, just not in that way. In other ways. In fun ways. For instance... Potato! 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 My name is Potato! 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 You may be saying, Tim, this is uh, not annoying at all. This is a very fun song. No, the annoying part comes when you realize in about eight hours, you're still humming or singing this song. It's still bouncing around in your head and you can't get it out. Why? Because it's so damn catchy. Welcome to hell, you're in hell, never ending hell. 
fucking song. All right, <laughs> let's get into the news story. I'm sorry. I'm, and I'm sorry for the potato thing. No takesy-backsies, though. The damage has been done. Anywho, what's happening in Florida? Well, on January 29th, my God, that was just yesterday. A disruptive incident occurred at a racetrack convenience store in St. Petersburg, Florida. It's always St. Petersburg, isn't it? Involving Celia Barrett, age 35. We'll just call her Florida woman. Reportedly under the influence and not wearing any clothes. Those are the two most common attributes of Florida woman. Drunk, drugged up, and most definitely not wearing any clothes. Uh, Barrett entered the store creating chaos. <laughs> She had been warned by police the previous day about trespassing. This apparently is her M.O. This is what she does. Walks into convenience stores naked. Yeah, she's been warned by police the previous day about trespassing, and she was told she would face arrest if she returned. Barrett arrived at the store at around 6.40 p.m. Again, this is not even like super like late at night after a you know, hard evening of drinking. This is the time when, like, people are just getting off of work, all right? So Barrett arrived at the store at around 6.40 p.m. brandishing a vegetable peeler. I can appreciate that. You know, she's improvising a weapon here. All right, she was brandishing a a vegetable peeler. She threatened two store employees, with one reporting that she threatened his life. Well, it would take a while to kill someone with a vegetable peeler. You're just going to take off thin layers of their epidermis. Still, you know, it's a threat. During the turmoil, Barrett knocked over and damaged a Red Bull display. Well, now you've gone too far, bitch. And ripped open a carton of cigarettes, scattering its contents. Law enforcement officers arrived to find Barrett still at the scene and unclothed. Before they could apprehend her, she began performing an indecent act in front of the deputies. Yes, she started masturbating. I don't know if she used her fingers or the vegetable peeler. Details are unclear. Barrett reportedly admitted to being intoxicated. She said that she had about six shots of some sort of liquor. Barrett now faces multiple charges, including aggravated assault, disorderly intoxication, trespassing, criminal mischief, and indecent exposure. She's currently detained in the county jail. Her prior criminal record includes convictions for assaulting, solicitation, ting, ting, vandalism, and uh, drug possession. Ting, 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 ting. All right, final story we have for you today. This one comes from the UK. Stephen Ballantyne, a 41-year-old substitute teacher, has been permanently excluded from the teaching profession. Okay, I guess that means banned. What a very polite way of saying that. We're just going to go ahead and exclude you from being around children anymore. What weird sick sex shit did he do? Yes, he's been permanently excluded from the teaching profession after being found engaged Yep, in an indecent act in the women's restroom. It all happened at a BP gas station. Well, I'm sorry. If it didn't take place on the school grounds, it shouldn't affect his career. Come on. What he does in his off time is his own business, as long as it's not with another child. He's just hanging out in the women's restroom. What was he doing in there? Well, the incident, which occurred in January of 2021, involved Ballantyne, who was only wearing a bra at the time. It almost rhymed with his last name, Ballantyne, only wearing a bra at the time. So he must have been jerking off too, right? He had like no pants on, just a bra. The real issue is that he was witnessed by a mother and her five-year-old daughter. A subsequent witness also encountered Ballantyne in the same situation. Consequently, he was charged and convicted of outraging public decency at Newcastle Crown Court, resulting in his dismissal by the uh, Northumberland County Council. Despite not being in prison, Ballantyne received a five-month suspended sentence for two years 
and was mandated to complete 200 hours of unpaid work. Furthermore, the Teaching Regulation Agency conducted a disciplinary hearing, concluding with an indefinite ban on Ballantyne's teaching career. The safer way to go, if you are insisting on wearing a, a bra out in public and masturbating in a restroom, which is fine, this is a judgment-free podcast, what you got to do is you got to lock yourself in one of those stalls. You can still see out, you know, if you want to know that other people are around. There's like gaps in the door and stuff. What you can't do is like when you're done, you can't just like walk around the restroom or leave the restroom in just your bra. People are going to see you. You got to make sure to put your clothes on in the stall before you leave. I mean, this is just common sense shit. Unless, of course, you want to be caught if that's part of it for you. And then, you know, you just got to deal with the consequences. Goodbye teaching, hello, lucrative career in used car sales. These guys always transition to car salesmen. I'm pretty sure it happened in my hometown. The band teacher, one of the band teachers, got fired for, I don't know, having a a relationship with a student or doing something with a student. Next thing you know, he's selling Chevys across the street from the Ashtabula Mall. Apparently, car lots do not care where their employees come from, where they've been. The trouble they got into before seeking employment with them. It's just, they do not care. Look, we just need you to sell cars. If you can do that, I don't care if you molested a whole church camp full of kids. You get these Tahoes off the lot, I'll be a happy camper. Welcome aboard. Car salesman is probably a good place for convicted sex offenders to work. Because the people buying cars tend to be older. You don't get a lot of seven-year-olds on the lot kicking tires taking the Suburban out for a test drive. It's a relatively safe place for those people to work. All right, anyway, back to the story here. The panel concluded that Ballantyne's actions, despite occurring outside the educational environment, were relevant to the profession and could potentially compromise the safety and welfare of students. Sarah Buxey, representing the education secretary, emphasized the importance of upholding public trust in educators, noting that Ballantyne's actions could be detrimental to this trust, especially considering the influential role teachers play in the community. Ballantyne faced additional consequences at his sentencing, including registration as a sex offender, a sexual harm prevention order, and uh, he's now prohibited against visiting the BP gas station or any female public restroom. An internal disciplinary investigation by the school ensued on February 3rd of that same year, leading to an interview, a meeting, and a disciplinary hearing, after which his contract was terminated. The panel noted Ballantyne's apparent lack of remorse and recommended the immediate imposition of a prohibition order, rendering him ineligible to teach in any school or even in children's homes in England, with no option for reinstatement. So, I hope that bra masturbation sesh was worth it. Hope you came real good. All right, uh, that, my friends, is your distorted news for Tuesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of ya. Love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash distortedview show. You know all the ways to contact me. Come on. Don't even act like you don't. Uh, 206-666-4463. That is a very important phone number. That's our voicemail line. Use it and abuse it. I will get to your calls, but first, we've got some patrons. Tim, this is uh, on the state in Florida, you're just now starting to tell us about a man in Florida who's about to try to have a relationship with his 17-year-old daughter. Yes! Yeah, he, he was upset 
because uh, the daughter wasn't into this idea. His mom wasn't into the idea, and uh, his mom's friend also knew about his plans and uh, was thoroughly disgusted. So the man shot his mother's friend, I think also shot at his own mother, grazing her. It's a whole thing. Now, as a freak with the daughter, no, she looks exactly like me, the poor little thing. When she was... I love freaks calling into the voicemail line to give us reasons why they would not be into an incestual relationship with their children. The number one reason, according to this guy, is because it looks too much like him. And that would be gay. (laughs) She looks exactly like me, the poor little thing. When she was bored, I apologized to her and I said, there's no (laughs) need for a college fund for this one. It'll all be going to laser hair removal. To want mm-hmm. to sleep with a little girl or a, a near woman who looks just like you? That this is, is an interesting take. <laughs> another level of twisted. Yeah. There are a lot of great reasons to not want to lust after your own child. But the fact that it looks like you, that's the number one reason. Thanks for that, Tim. Love you. Love you, too. You fucking nut. All right, next hey, up here. Hey, come here, long-time caller, first-time listener. Uh, hey, you mentioned on an older show that Lord Douche is a big fan of child's play. Yes! Now, as a matter of fact, he made me um, make him a sound file of this. You stupid bitch, you filthy slut! Did you fuck with me? I mean, come on. That is an awesome line, right? I would even venture to say iconic. Yes, go ahead. I'm curious if he just likes the first movie or if he's a fan of the franchise. Oh, he's a fan of the franchise. Because that thing takes such a... But I don't know if, like, the newer movies he he likes as much. I know, like, the first couple... A weird turn around they introduce Jennifer Tilly. Oh, yeah. That it becomes so clear that, like, the main show creator, Don Mancini, is super gay, uh... But oh, really? I didn't know I'm that. I'm curious if Lord Deuce is a fan of the rest of the movies. I don't know. I'll ask him. Because I think they're they're actually really fun and campy, which I could see LD liking. Yes, he but, does like that. But they also go so far away from the slasher thing that I could also see him being a weirdo and, like, weirdly dedicated to the kind of okay, but... Ultimately, mid slash movies, the Chucky. Yeah, we started watching the uh, the TV series, uh, but I, I don't know why we stopped. We got to like, maybe did we watch the entire first season? Maybe, or did we stop in the middle? I can't even remember now. We 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 start a lot of shows and then we trail the off on them. Series was we just got done watching Lost in Space, you know, the Netflix series, which was actually pretty good. Uh, also, the Chucky TV show. Oh yeah, shockingly yeah. super good. Uh, it is also very, very gay in the same way that later uh, child's play movies are. But yeah, you know what I did not care for, and maybe this uh, happened in the movies. I don't know. But when when Chucky was like talking to the kid about having a uh, like a trans son or something, and he's like Chucky, right? Chuck the the doll, the doll, the killer doll is like, I've got a trans kid. And then the part, the little, the boy that uh, Chucky's befriending is like, really? And Chucky says something like, uh, "Yeah, I'm a killer. I'm not a monster." You know, it's not something weird like that. It's just weird how all of a sudden Chucky is very like down with the the trans people, which is fine. But it's just like it's a weird thing that is 
kind of shoehorned in, you know? Really? You know what, like, straight people are always like, there's there's too much gay. Everything has to be gay. I feel like this kind of was like that. It was like, oh, really? You got to be, Chucky's got to be okay with the LGBTQ community now. Come on, actually. He's a murderer. He kills people. I uh, highly recommend if, uh, if you want something to watch with your man, you can do that. Uh, 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 All right. Well, thank you very much for the recommendation. Hey, Tim. Honestly, uh, Mike came back again. Um, so, yeah, I, I took your advice. I, I went back into the Discord and decided not to act so stupid. Um, and, you know, it, it seems to have blown over. I yeah. Mean, you know, whatever. Look, everyone in that fucking Discord is autistic, me included. We all have ADHD. We forget about stuff quickly. You know, whatever. I'm trying to blend in more and not be such an attention whore like I was being. Oh, is um, that why people were angry with you? question. How old am I? I am now 31 years old. Oh, okay. So, yes, I I'm feel still very way old. older than you, but you're uh, not that young. Right? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Autistic Mexican. Let's do one more call here. Yes. I love mushrooms. <laughs> so, yeah, one of the best favorite sound clips Vincent of Price. 2023 yes. you featured oh. was. You know Optimus Prime is my husband. I know. That came out of nowhere, right? That was funny. The original sound thing, you didn't cut off you laughing at the end, and I think that was good, but then you used it again in a different episode, and you edited that part out. Fucking leave it the way it was. With me laughing? Timmy Boo. All right. Keep well, doing the good work. Try to track that down again. All right. Thank you very much for all of the calls. Keep them coming. That's all the time we have on this edition of the program. Watch you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you 206 666 4463. That's 206 666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. I've been pipe for years. Uh, I like fat bitches, fast cars, and tattoos. Spread the distortion. STD till all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Tomorrow's episode is going to be sideshow exclusive. Otherwise, we'll be back here on Thursday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Fucking 30 pounds on there now, you know, to come on. You know, man, if we gonna pump around, let's pump around. Like an old saying, go no pain, no gain. You know, when you pump, you gotta pump for real. You gotta pump like you mean it. You know what I'm saying? When you fucking somebody and your dick get hard, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna be fucking like you you want it. You gotta approach the weights the same way, like you want it. Fucking like you mean it. Fucking like you want it. When your dick get hard, dick get hard, dick get hard, dick get hard. Fuck it like you want it. Fuck it like you mean it. When your dick get hard, no pain, no gain. Fuck it like you want it. Fuck it like you mean it. When your dick get hard, dick get hard. Fuck it like you want it. Fuck it like you want it. Fuck it like you need it. Dick get hard. Dick get hard. Dick get hard.
This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.